My name is Elizabeth Robertson. Welcome to the first episode of the Military Life Podcast. In school, we're doing a project called Genius Hour in which I get to spend every Friday this semester working on a specific project. I chose to learn more about the military, including learning more about each branch and how the military has impacted people's lives. Most of my family has either been in the military or considered going into service, so this has always been an interesting topic to me. I aim to include parts of my research into these episodes, as well as interviewing family members and others on their time in the military. I hope you enjoy, and I plan on continuing this podcast as long as people want more. In the following clip, I sat down with my grandfather, who served in the Navy. He has a lot of interesting stories about his time, and he even got to serve in Antarctica. I apologize for the hum in the background. We had an AC unit running while I was doing the interview. I didn't want to scrap this clip because I love the stories he told. It gave me a much better perspective on the skills you wouldn't really expect to learn in the military. Without further ado, here's my first interview. What branch did you serve in? The Navy. How long did you serve? Three years, nine months. What was your best experience? Going to Antarctica. What was your worst experience? Basic training. Um, give me a description of your basic training. Well, we went to, in, I joined on December the 9th, so I spent my basic training through Christmas there. Mm -hmm. And we had to get up early, we had to wash our own clothes, various duties, the people that were overweight, lost weight, the people that were underweight, gained weight, eating the same, doing the same thing. Why did you enter the military? I needed a job. <laughs> Why did you choose that branch? That's, my family had all been Navy. How has your time impacted the rest of your life? Uh, it taught, taught discipline, timeliness, learn about being a carpenter and that sort of shaped my life and as far as jobs go. What qualities should someone interested in the military have? They need to be able to take orders, do as told, be timely, and willing to learn new experiences and new, uh, just new things. There's a whole lot you can gain from being in the military. But discipline as far as work goes is, is uh, important in the military. Why would you recommend or not recommend service to someone? Uh, there. Uh, willingness again to work to do you know to do what you're told to do without a whole lot of questions because most of the time they say it's not the reason why it's just to do or die when somebody tells you to do something particularly if you're in combat um why did you enjoy your time in antarctica it was different it was one it was 
it was cold the whole time. The warmest it got was 10 below, and the coldest it got where I was was 90 below. But uh, I got to drive bulldozers. Uh, they were building a nuclear power plant while I was down there. I didn't actually work on the plant. I helped work on the building it was housed in. Uh, mostly what I was doing was just uh, general maintenance and stuff around the, the, the station. And uh, you work 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And no matter what your job was, it was important to the rest of the people that were there because everybody had a job to do. Your survival sort of depended on everybody working doing their job. I, I did a number of things. Some of it, people would, would say wasn't any fun, but like mess cooking, working with the cooks, mm -hmm. it was inside, so it was warm. And uh, got to do that, and uh, we, would dump, we did dump trash, but that was getting to drive a bulldozer, and uh, doing that, those type of things. And he made a lot of close friends because during the winter there was only 250 of us there versus the 2,500 during the summer months. And that was, uh, the summer months were like you went down there in September and if you were there on March the 16th, you, uh, you were going to be there till September. You couldn't leave. It was too cold for them to get in and out. So I was down there for a year. And, uh, and part of the time it was total darkness. And uh, the one thing that wasn't necessarily good, our, we got our water by melting snow. That's the only way, that's, that was our source of water. You were only allowed to take a shower every 10 days. You'd get in trouble for taking a shower before that. And uh, so, and they watched that pretty closely. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I did a lot of refueling. We uh, used diesel to run a lot of the heaters and the generators. You had to, if you didn't refuel like you were supposed to, then the people that didn't get refueled, they didn't have any heat. And they didn't like that. So you wanted to make sure that you had, you had a set deal uh, scheduled to fill up the diesel tanks so people would have fuel to run their heaters. This part of the interview basically introduced why my grandfather chose to go into the military. He had chosen the Navy because most of his family had been in that branch. He talks about learning skills such as carpentry as well as being disciplined. He says that he learned that you had to do your job as best you can because everyone else depended on you. I never really understood what all the Navy could teach you, such as learning carpentry skills. In the next clip, he goes into more stories about his time in the Navy. Most of these are simple, entertaining stories, but they give you... They give you a new idea 
as to what someone joining the service may get to experience besides the typical expected learning opportunities. Before we move into this next part of the interview, please keep in mind that my grandfather was in the military in the late 1950s, early 1960s, so the world and relationships between people were very much different than now. My grandfather briefly discusses discusses this, but know that as the world changes, so will your experiences in the military. After Antarctica, uh, my next duty station was New Iberia, Louisiana. It was a naval auxiliary air station, and uh, I worked in public works back there. Do it. Uh, we did maintenance around the base, and uh, I drove a Liberty bus like a school bus going into new, into town from the base and uh, part-time and, uh, and all that. I was down there when they closed that base down. I helped close it down. And, uh, it, was, uh, it was a nice introduction to South Louisiana, which I wasn't real familiar with, but uh, that's when you were in Antarctica, when you left there, they usually gave you your first choice of shore duty. And uh, that I put in for that, New Iberia, because it was back in Louisiana. And uh, I learned about uh, painting. I got to help out in the paint shop. We had a real nice paint shop. And in the carpenter shop, we had a real nice shop in there to build stuff with, you know. And uh, I worked with uh, two uh, civil service guys that were uh, real top-notch carpenters, and they taught me a lot about working in a shop and the different woodworking tools in the shop. And uh, we did, uh, we really strung Blinds. We we did door locks when somebody got locked out of their room. They called us and we went over there and got the door open for them. And uh, I built bleachers for the baseball fields and uh, things like that. Got to even learn some about mechanic stuff because. The mechanics was part of public works, and they helped. Uh, I, I learned about doing things, and if my car got a little scratch or something on it, working in the paint shop, I could go back there, and fix it up, spray it. And I used to do that sometimes. Not that I wrecked my car or anything, but just keeping it nice and neat. So I learned a, learned a lot over at New Iberia too, at working public works and I got out after that. How did you or what kind of bonds did you build with the people that you were in service with? Well there were some of the guys I was in Antarctica with ended up over at New Iberia too and at the time I was in there the black-white relationship wasn't as good as it is now but I made a real good friend uh, it was a black guy and 
We used to swap clothes sometimes because we about the same size. We even swapped cars a couple of times because he didn't want his girlfriend to find out where he was. So he would use my car and I would use his. And uh, there was a couple of other guys. Uh, one of them lived in Alexandria and I used to give him rides home. And then uh, one of the cooks was uh, from uh, LeBeau, Louisiana, lived over in there. And every now and then I'd give him a ride home. But down in the carpenter shop sometimes, he, he raised some hogs wherever he was living. And we made him some uh, troughs to put his slop in and everything. And in turn, when we had duty at night, they fixed us uh, lunches for the for the ones of us that were on duty down there in public works, and we we always got good food because he took care of us. We took care of him. <clears throat> One time he had left his uh, keys at home or something, and he needed to get into the freezer there at the at the galley. And he called us and we went up there and he didn't want to cut the lock. So we took the hinges off of the freezer doors and swung them out and then he could get in and get what he needed and then we put the door back together and bolted the hinges back up. And uh, there was one time we were, we had a, a gallon can of coffee some of those little ice cream cups. We had a couple of packets of those and two pies. And we were walking out and an officer came through there and saw us with that and questioned what we were doing. And I said, we're gonna have to put this back? And he said, no, he said, y'all probably deserve it. And the cook did say, you know, hey, they, they helped me out. And I was just paying them back. And uh, that kind of stuff, you make, you know, I, I lost contact with a lot of them. Now back when I was in going to A school, which was a school about being a carpenter, or a builder as they call it, is uh, there was two other guys in there that we hung out together some. And the three of us ended up going to Antarctica together and working together some down there. And, uh, but after we left Antarctica, I lost touch with them. But he makes some bonds, and I still remember them. And, uh, and all. And, uh, just like your Uncle Sean, he's made a lot of friends, and he's still stays in contact with some of them. I wish I could have, but I was a lot younger back then and didn't think about that as much. Have you ever thought about, like, would you, if you could go back in time, would you still do it? Yeah. So it was a good experience for you. Oh, life. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I think it does, I think really just about every young person, it wouldn't hurt them to spend two to four years in the military just to learn because most young people when they get out of school 
they don't really know what they want to do. You think you know, but you don't. And the military gives you a, a time to grow and, and uh, accept responsibility. And if you stay in it long enough, rather than just four years, if you stay in it and make a career, you learned a lot of leadership skills. And, and well, then when you do get out, you, you know how to work with people. And that's important. Not everybody gets it, but most do. So I know a lot of people today, when they think about going to the military, they think that it's going to halt their life until they get out of it. But would you still recommend it to them, especially if they don't know what they want to do? Yes. Uh, it'll help but any branch you go into I, I like the Navy in particular because I like the way they they structure you as far as advancement goes because it, you advance based on your skills and, and your knowledge and uh, but it, it helps I mean you know they they give you your test and everything when you're going in and they see what what your strong suit is, and they steer you in that direction so that you are more likely to be successful. And uh, but what I did after I got out really had nothing to do with anything I learned in the military other than the discipline. I keep stressing that because I think that's important. And, uh, you know, and working with people because that that's another big point is, is your ability to work with other people because everybody doesn't have your same thoughts or interests or whatever, but you got a task before you to do and how do you best get it done? And most of the time it's working with somebody else or a number of other people. And just like running a union in a plant. Everybody's got a job. And you got somebody say, you know, you gotta go do this. And it's not if you want to, it's that you need to or it ain't it's gonna it ain't gonna work. And uh, you know, so learning those type of things is very important. If you knew someone today who was debating about going into service, what would you tell them to shift their opinion? What would I what? What would you tell them to, like, encourage them to do so? Well, me, I, I encourage the Navy or the Air Force. I like the Navy because of their advancement opportunity versus the Air Force. But a lot of times you can come out with skills that you can use when you get out. If you're in the Army or the Marine Corps, you know, you learn how to shoot. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, but the other side of that is other people are shooting back at you. And uh, I mean, there are jobs in the Army where you wouldn't do that. But uh, the Navy is just, and, and the Air Force, is much safer and, 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 and the jobs you get, you know, the computers, knowledge you can learn, the, uh, 
if you're in aviation about working on planes or flying planes, if you're in the Navy, you know, there's a lot, everything is going nuclear. So you learn a lot about that. And uh, the electronics you learn. Uh, there's just a whole lot of fields that open up to you when you get out with that experience. Just like I knew some guys that were, they were in the Air Force and they uh, had been in for a while and they, they used to teach electronic classes in the Air Force. They had schools that they, you know, sent you to to learn how to do a job. And when they got to college, they wanted to be electrical engineers. Well, in some of their classes, they knew more than the professors teaching the class. And those professors used to turn the class over to them and let these two guys teach the class. And they even wrote the test for the professor. And, and, uh, so you can, you know, you learn a lot and, uh, in the military, and, and that's good. You know, Uncle Sean, what he's doing. Military taught him all that, reading schematics and, 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 and doing different things and how to be safe. And, uh, and, uh, so. All right, well, I think that's all I got. Thank okay. you. You My grandfather really went into detail with some of his favorite stories of being in the military. He also briefly mentioned to my uncle, who served in the military much longer than anyone I've ever known. My grandfather really supports service in the military, saying that it gives young adults going into the world a chance to get basic work skills and figure out what you really want to do. It helps to steer you in the direction of career paths you may enjoy once you get out of the military by giving you experiences with certain skills, like carpentry. He also swears that the discipline and people skills that he learned in the military really helped him out later in life. In this following clip, I very briefly interview someone who spent time in the Army and the National Guard. This clip is quite a bit shorter than the previous interview, as I was much more focused on gaining general information on this veteran's choices to go into the military, rather than his experiences of his time during service. Uh, how long did you serve? 23 years. Uh, what branch did you serve in? The United States Army. Why did you choose to go into the military and why did you choose that branch? I chose because I, I just felt like I wanted to, um, and then I went in the Army because they were the only ones that would guarantee me what I would be doing. Uh, what was your favorite part about serving, and your least favorite? Favorite part about serving was the group of men that I served with. The least favorite part I really don't know. I really don't know. You have to take the good with the bad. So I, I don't really know. What did your time in the military teach you? Mm. Taught me duty. Taught me to work for things greater than myself. Why would you recommend going into the military to someone or not recommend it? I would only recommend someone going in the military if they have a true desire to serve, not I'm going in because I'm going to get college. 
I'm going in because it sucks here. I'm going in for all these other reasons. If you have a desire to truly serve, then by all means, I would never talk anybody out of it. But if they're looking for a way to get anything out of it, they're not going to be willing to pay the price that it costs. Uh, why did you serve for so long? I got in when I wanted to get in. I got out when I wanted to get out. I mean, I don't, I don't, there was nothing specific that I said I was going to serve X number of years. Um, were you able to stay close to any of the people that you served with? For a period of time, yes. But um, as time goes on, you separate. All right. Well, that's all the questions that I have. So. Perfect. How long? Um, two. So in this episode, for my research, I wanted to talk about the different branches of the military, which I learned are the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marine Corps, and the Coast Guard. The Army is basically the main ground force of the military, focusing mainly on ground troops, armor like tanks, artillery, attacking vehicles, and other weapons. And it's supported by its two reserve forces, the Army Reserves and the Army National Guard. The Air Force it defends the country by air and space. And it was created originally to support the army, but it became its own branch after it showed its importance and potential during World War II, because it became very apparent how much impact the Air Force could have on war times. And it controls the military satellites and other air weapons, and it's also supported by its own Air Force reserves. The Navy is used to protect the country at sea. And it also helps to supplement the Air Force's air power when needed. It also helps attack land without having to come too close by using large, powerful ships and submarines for stealth attacks. And it also is necessary to help transport Marines to areas of conflict, and that is supported by their own Navy Reserve. The Marine Corps is controlling like amphibious operations from like sea to land, that attack and control beachheads, which allow other branches to really get in to areas of conflict. And they have expanded to other like ground combat operations as well. And they're mainly self-sufficient, but when they need to, they lean on the Navy for support for things such as like nurses or getting to places. And then the Coast Guard in times of peace, it basically controls like law enforcement in international or national waters. It covers like boating safety, sea rescue, and illegal immigration control. This is also used to support the Navy in times of need. And it consists of ships, boats, aircraft, and shore stations. And it's also supported by their own Coast Guard reserves and a volunteer Coast Guard auxiliary when necessary. In the next episode, I will be interviewing my uncle, who has been in the Navy for a very long period of time, about 22 years. He traveled to many places and has a lot of wild stories. I'm not sure if he'll share them, but he has some good insight as to why or how someone would choose to go into the military. I'll include some research on the advancement process in the Navy because of his ability to advance during his time in service. I hope you enjoy this episode. The next should be out soon, so stay tuned.